Well, here we are. We are off trail. Yeah, we are. Welcome to Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And we're off trail. Mm-hmm. And uh, folks, we have a sad, sad announcement. What's the sad announcement? The show's over. What? The show's done. No. It is no more. Are we going back on trail? We are going back on trail. Just kidding. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Whew. Yeah, the show's not over, guys. Um, you know, it's been, I can't remember how long we've been doing this for. Uh, I it's think like six, six months, months now. About yeah. It. yeah. Six months of doing the podcast, and uh, we have filmed everything yeah. in our basement. Mm-hmm. Contrary to what a lot of people thought, we were filming off in a shack in the woods, Yeah, which is why we called it Off Trail. But we've been filming in our basement of the house that you and me share together. Yeah. And the lease on our place is finally up. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and so uh, we were forced to figure out where our next living arrangements are going to be. Mm-hmm. They are separating us. That's so unfair. Chan- Chandler's leaving me. Yeah. Um, but uh, because of this, you know, we will be losing our podcast space, mm-hmm. which is a bummer. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, I feel like we just got into it and we really started. I know, yeah. Rolling with it yeah. at this point, and now we got to give it up. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we are always thinking about how we can continue to serve our community and because we're losing this space and we don't have plans right now for how we can continue this and find a new space yet um, we are going to be pre-recording a ton of episodes that we can hold on to release at a later date Mm -hmm. to get us through hopefully months of you know content yeah and You know, so everything that you guys see after this episode is actually going to be recorded today. Yeah. After we do this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to just sit on it for a bit and release it slowly just to make sure we have consistent content Mm -hmm. coming out for you guys Um, because we think that's important. Yeah. We don't want to just stop altogether. No. So we're going to put in the work these next two days just to get a bunch of stuff recorded. And you guys will still have stuff going for. A little while, at least, and yeah, until yeah. we figure out a solution for where we're going to host our podcast or what it's going to look like, and it may change a little bit. Mm-hmm. We have no idea, but that's kind of where we're at. You know, again, we're not shutting down the show; it's going to continue. The show must go on. The show will go on. Yes, it will, but it, it will not at least be live per yeah. se for a little while. You know, we'll have some other things on YouTube that will be going in between, but. The podcast itself will not be live, yeah. you know, recorded recently from when we release those episodes um, for a little while. Um, so that's our announcement. Mm-hmm. But with all of this, you know, we thought it'd be a fun way to to send off the house, the studio, and to kind of just kickstart what is almost like our summer of podcasts with almost like a behind the scenes, behind the people episode. Yeah. You know, we do obviously a lot with a ton of people. You guys see us on here. You guys see us out in the field. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people really only know us for bushwhackers and for our photography. Yeah. But like everyone, there is more to us than just that. What? Really? To to you? Yeah, to me at least. I mean, you're a pretty boring person. I Yeah, I am. Which we'll find out. Yeah. But um, but we thought it'd be a fun episode to sit here and share a little bit more about us as people. Yeah. And the things you guys don't know, things you guys wouldn't expect to, to learn about us. Mm-hmm. And I, it'll be fun. Yeah. So Yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, so we have a couple things. We have each three individual things about us that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people just don't know because they don't get shared and brought up yeah. ever. So yeah. it just, you know. To kind of stay hidden, but um, we're going to bring those to light, share them with you, and then uh, we also are going to start with one shared, I guess, personal interest of ours. Yeah, yeah. That again, a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. And that is our love, our passion for music. Yeah, yeah. So we both, whether people realize it or not, play music. Yeah. Which which is funny because like 
I, I think it's kind of funny when people come over to the house and they see my photos on the wall. They, well, there's that. Yeah. That, that <laughs> and then they fun. ask me if I take it and I have to tell them that I didn't. Um, but no, they come over and they see our wall of guitars and the piano and records and you know, all the stuff that we've got going yeah. on over there. So I don't think people like totally realize that. Yeah. And it's just something that, you know, we both picked up long before yeah. we started photos, but like, it's something that we both really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And not that we get a ton of time to try and play even especially with each other. Yeah. You know, we're busy, but like, it's something that, you know, we have a spare minute or two. We just pick up an instrument. Yeah. You know, so I'll start, I play guitar and I also play piano. I wasn't going to bring my piano for this episode because it's it, a piano. It would take up a lot of space. Yeah. I mean, it's a digital keyboard, so like it would fit up here, but it's just a lot of extra stuff. Guitar yeah. fits much better. But I play those two instruments, and you, Chandler, play guitar. So, yeah. So I play, I've been playing guitar for, oh, how long now? Since I was 14, so about 15, 15 years, 13 years, something like that. Wow, that's a long time. It's been a long time, yeah, since I was a kid. So my parents got me a guitar um, when I was a freshman in high school, and I just I, I jumped right in. It was like an obsession all through high school and stuff. I just that's all I did was want to play guitar and stuff. I always wanted to be in a band and be a good, you know be a professional guitar player. And I mean, stuff who and, doesn't want that? Though? Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. everyone wants to be in a band. Yeah. Um, I w- I was in a little cover band in high school. Yeah. What was the so. name of that band, Chandler? Uh, what the heck was it? Black tie optional. You know what? That yeah, that actually that yeah. was that was what I wanted to name it. I do, and I always called oh, it that. I see. But I don't remember exactly what we. It was like a dumb name because we never actually picked one out. It was just like we called it like Mister Something's Third Period Class. Oh yeah, and that's, something. That's you know, a killer like, name. I remember that group. Yeah, they they really hit yeah, it they, off. Yeah, they they we were back good. in the back in the mid twenty tens. Yeah. In 2013. Yeah. So, because that's when, like, or actually, we went through a phase to where we called ourselves G13. Oh. Because we graduated in 2013. Oh. And so we were like, oh, G13, that's super cool. You guys, but you guys are cool. We were cool. Yeah. We played Coldplay and Journey songs. Oh. So, yeah. Hey, those are two good groups. Yeah. Right. Not going to lie. Yeah. Coldplay is one that I know a lot of piano on. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they're one of my favorites. Mm hmm. Um, so I know a lot of them. I know a couple of Journey songs on the yeah. piano too. I mean, everyone knows everyone Don't knows. Stop Believing. Yeah, exactly. But like Faithfully mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs to play. It's a great song. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. I was never in a band. I've only been playing for seven, eight years-ish. Oh, right. piano and guitar? Or? No, guitar for eight okay. and piano for, I don't know, a year and a half, fewer than that. So yeah. what is that, six and a half years, six yeah. years, something like that? Hmm. Um, I picked it up, you know, sophomore year of college. Okay, gotcha. So it was a little later, you know, um, and I just wanted to learn how to play Jack Johnson songs. Yeah. Which is ultimately, like, one of the only things I really play. Yeah. Because, like, what a lot of people, like, don't understand, like, I didn't get a guitar to, like, actually learn how to truly play Mm -hmm. the guitar and freestyle and all that stuff. Like, I just wanted to play the songs that I liked. Yeah. And I literally hardly branch out of those. Yeah. Which is funny because, like, I guess that that is something that's very similar with us because I picked up a guitar so that I could learn how to play John Mayer songs because John Mayer is like, he's always been my favorite, like my favorite. And, um, but I love all the, you know, what do you, what do you, the freestyling, the noodling around and you know, that, that's, that's my jam. That's, that's what I love to do. So. Yeah. But well, yeah. So like I, I like hardly know anything outside of Jack Johnson, Matt Carney, you know, on piano, the fray. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting a little bit more into some Zach Bryan on the guitar, which is fun. Oh, yeah. But, like, otherwise, like, I really don't branch out mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could play other things. Like, I know chords, obviously. Yeah. But, like, I also only play, like, rhythm. Like, I do not play. That's true. Like, yeah. Like, uh, leads or anything. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't know that stuff. Because I never learned, like, cl- um, not classical, but um, I can't think of the word. Like, like. Like, uh, what is it? Um, uh, why can't I think scales. of Scales. Scales, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. I never learned scales. Yeah. I just picked up a guitar and started learning chords. Yeah. Now I learned how to play Jack Johnson's Angel. That was the first song I learned how to play. It's a good one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's slow. You know, it's nice. Yeah. Like, only song, you know? like and, and then I learned Washing Dishes by Jack Johnson. Yeah. And then I learned a whole slew of other songs by Jack Johnson. I even buzzed my hair to be more like Jack Johnson at the time. <laughs> 
I didn't know that. Yeah, you know? That's funny. <laughs> like, I literally just wanted to be like Jack Johnson and move to Hawaii and, and live that life. But, yeah. Like, that's all I know. And it's definitely, like, influenced my style of playing because, like, mm-hmm. I don't play with the pick. Never have. Yeah, no. Like, I learned, like, his, like, normal, like, like slapping percussive sound, yeah. too. Like... That's yeah. very, very Jack Johnson. Yeah, like like that's just how I play. Like, yeah. I almost don't know how to play any other way. Yeah. And so when I'm playing other songs by people, like that's just how we do it. Yeah, that's that's funny. You know? Yeah. But like then I see you like and like we're almost like very different in that aspect. Like you don't play rhythm a lot. Like you yeah, play no. a lot of like lead stuff. Yeah. Which is really cool. And like I see that I'm like, oh that'd be fun to play, but like I I have no clue how to do it. Yeah. I don't have like the finger, like the 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 muscle memory mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff dude it's like it takes a long time to get that like because you know when i was in in high school i was trying to learn how to play like you know different you know solos and stuff like that and a lot of electric guitar stuff and it took me like there's there's one song for example um it's a song by a band called Amberlin that i really like and there's a solo on one of these songs and it took me like almost 10 years to really nail down this that's crazy this song like it it because it's it's there's a lot going on yeah. you know see like i just wanted the instant gratification yeah to be able to play a song <laughs> that i liked uh-huh. so i learned the easy way yeah and just like oh i can play it i can sing along with it though i can't sing yeah well but like i can try yeah but like it's just fun to be able to play what you want yeah exactly you know you, you don't want to know a uh another fun fact about me with music not hardly anybody knows this um so when I was, how old was I, 10, 9, 10, I started playing the violin. Nice. And I played it for like a month and then stopped. And then I picked up the trumpet. Ayo. And I played the trumpet Yo. for like four, five years. Trumpet, that seems like that's your right. Like, <laughs> you are definitely Dude, a trumpet guy. I, I was a little band kid in yeah. junior high. So yeah, carried around I can, a little trumpet. I can see it. Yeah. But like, like that's something I look back because I didn't play all through you know, high school mm-hmm. or anything growing up. Like I picked this up in college. Yeah. And like, I look back now and I'm like, I wish I picked something up. Yeah. Like, especially like a string instrument. Like I wish I picked up like a cello or something like that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like, like I, that would have been a lot of fun now yeah. to have that under my belt to mm-hmm. just whip that out and yeah, hammer and away. I've, I found that like having the, uh, you know, I don't know peop- that many people are really looking to get into to music at this point in life, but like, Maybe you are, but having that background, you know, in band and learning, you know, like trumpet and violin and just having that stuff, it really helped me learn guitar like way faster. Yeah. No. So, so I felt that same way about piano because I learned piano after guitar. Oh, yeah. So before we jump into that conversation, I think let's start with guitar. So like guitar for me took about three months of practicing chords and changes and stuff mm-hmm. until I got it. And I was practicing a lot, you know, like met like number of hours a day just casually sitting around just trying to get the chord changes but like after like three months of that continual practice it just like clicked yeah yeah like it, it was like oh i can do this now because i remember i was like playing a song and going through just like not thinking about it, and then i'm like oh i'm i'm playing the song mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. can do this now yeah it does it does kind of happen like that like because like when you first start playing like you know chords and stuff um like if you're, you know, when you're learning a song, you're just learning like the chords, you know, yeah. you haven't put them together yet rhythm wise. So it doesn't sound like a song, but eventually when you start piecing together the rhythm portion of it and it comes together into a song, then it's like, oh, like all of a sudden yeah. the whole world opens up. Yeah. And you get like super excited. Yeah. You're like I'm doing it. Yeah. It's like I can do, I'm playing yeah. a song. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. But like that's how long it kind of takes, at least in my experience to, to really get it and a lot of people get frustrated it's like oh i can't do this like yeah give it three months yeah like just give it at least that amount of time and really practice like you can't say like oh yeah i'm practicing and do like 10 minutes a day it's like yeah. no like i would just sit it like watch tv and just like practice my chord changes yeah yeah and it would be slow and messy but like i just like kept at it yeah and eventually just clicked yeah and that's i mean like um kind of funny before i actually got into photography um during 2020 because i got into photography during the you know every the events right. of 2020 and whatnot but for the first six months of you know the whole COVID thing and lockdown and everything working from home um i just i dove right back into guitar and like i did the same thing you did but like with scales 
and I was learning all, you know, the different scales and stuff. And I would sit and watch TV and I have an electric guitar and I would just sit on my, my bed or my couch and leave it unplugged and then just run through scales, um, for hours. And that's all, you know, that's, that's all it is. Same thing with photography, same thing with anything, you know, just putting in the time and, um, really just practicing really, really hard, really thoroughly. Yeah. So it just takes a while. You know? Yeah. And I guess that leads into the next thing. So like after learning guitar, like the first instrument, the second one comes so much easier because mm-hmm. like for whatever reason, like you have like the understanding of how everything works together and stuff. Yeah. And it's just learning like the new finger placements. Like for me on piano, like how to get from one chord to another and what those shapes look like. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think once you learn one, it's like, Fair game to everything else. It, yeah, it really is. So like, it's just learning, learning the, the technical. How does the instrument work? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty sweet. But, but yeah, that's our first one. Yeah, kind of share that one. It's fun, you know, living here together. It's like, yeah, not that we really ever like jammed together. I know we we had joked about it. You know, yeah, like oh, about we it. will, but like, like oh, we'll have to jam sometime or whatever. Yeah, then make music, but time gets in the way. Yeah, it never happens. No, but hey, is what it is. Yeah. So, let's move on to. Yeah. Our individual ones. And I'm going to throw to you, Chandler. You can start. But tell us something that the viewers at home may not know about you. Um, let's see. I got a couple things. Which one to start with? Um, I think a good one to start with that a lot of people uh, maybe don't know is that I was in the Army for nine years. Like the National Guard. Sergeant. Sergeant Garrick. Yeah. Yep. I, I worked for the Army. Um, doing human resources. And uh, yeah, I did that for nine years. I joined when I was uh, 18. And yeah, that was a, was a long nine years. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, you've talked to me about it. I know it's mm-hmm. definitely been a lot on your yeah. plate, especially in conjunction with bushwhackers and your normal job. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just a lot you got to do. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool, though. I mean, that's a, that is a long time. So, like, what did you do? As part of the guard. So my job was human resources specialist. Oh, guitars are moving. Guitar, guitars are falling over. Um, the sky is falling. Yeah. So yeah, I worked as a uh, human resources guy, um, which is no one likes the HR guy. Nobody likes the HR guy. Well, in the army they do because they're the ones who get you paid. But um, yeah, it was it was a lot. Um, human resources. Uh, a lot of times, you know, in, since I was in National Guard, not like the active duty army, we're, you know, like weekend warriors, basically, you know, we were going out and doing drills one weekend a month and then two weeks out of the year. And, uh, we would go out into the desert and just, you know, camp out and run through training drills and things like that. Go do, you know, shooting and stuff. And, um, a lot of, a lot of cool experiences, um, a lot of people ask me about like, oh, how was how was boot camp? That must have sucked. It was like it did suck, but my three months that I was in boot camp were surprisingly. I didn't think this was gonna happen, but those were some of my favorite three months of my life. I don't know why, because I didn't really like enjoy much of my army career. For being totally honest, like it wasn't my favorite thing. It's just not my jam. Um, but those three months when I was eighteen, or I guess nineteen when I went. Um, they were so fun. I went to Fort Jackson in South Carolina um, in the dead of summer. I left in July. Sounds sweaty. It was, oh, my gosh. You have no idea. Um, and it was cool. Really cool experience. I, I came o- away from that with a really a whole newfound sense of confidence in myself and, you know, the things that I could do. Um, really, really awesome experience. A lot of cool guys out there, a lot of cool people that I met and got to got to you know live with for three months. So live in a big room with fifty people. We didn't have our individual rooms, you yeah, know, just bunks, right? Yeah, just bunks in yeah. a big bay. Um, all shared a bathroom and everything, and it was, it was messy, but yeah, it was sweaty too. Like you mentioned, you know, like oh, it was sweaty. It was you have no idea. Like we would go out and uh, you know we're in the south, so it's like a hundred percent humidity all the time. And then it's, you know, on top of it, 90 degrees. And we would sweat through our uniforms, like several layers of uniforms. We would come back and like, you could literally wring out the sweat from your uniforms. It was insane. Crawling through the sand. Like, and then you get sand in there and stuff. 
and it was just like wet sandpaper on you all the time, like every single day. It sounds enjoyable. Yeah, I did. that's the thing is it's like it was a miserable, miserable time, but it was also one of the coolest experiences of my life. Yeah, well, that's so. usually how it works. Like the 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 hardest, the most miserable things you have to go through. Like you always look back on those like kind of fondly in yeah. a way. You're like that was actually a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's just neat. We did the hiking and everything, you know? Maybe that's a good conversation for an entire podcast itself. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, let's move on just to keep time going short. Um, but uh, my first one that I'm going to share, similar to yours, is mm-hmm. like, I guess, maybe the biggest thing about my backstory, which is that I used to be a volleyball coach. Yeah. And I know I've said this a couple times on the show, um, but I was involved around volleyball for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that may sound weird being a guy saying, oh, I played volleyball because everyone thinks that volleyball is a girl sport. Mm-hmm. But in the Midwest, and especially in Chicago, it's a massive sport for um, young guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a stat a long time ago that Chicago was the third biggest area for men's volleyball mm-hmm. outside, and it was just behind California and Hawaii. But Chicago land was the, the next best area for That's it. Int- I, I had no idea. Yeah. It's just uh, it's the way it is. And so I got lucky that I got into it early on and kind of like, prospered in that. Yeah. But eventually after I kind of got hurt and, and I transitioned into coaching full time, not playing. Um, and I coached and you know, over all the years I coached everywhere from like the tots age all the way up through high schoolers. And then I also coached collegiate volleyball, Division One mm-hmm. NCAA volleyball for four years. And so I had the, the entire gamut of players that I coached, which yeah. was a really neat experience. Yeah, that's wild. And so like, I got to see everything and everyone that you could possibly kind of imagine throughout mm-hmm. all those years. Um, and on top of that, like being at the school that I went to, they had a rich history of men's volleyball players as well as women's. Mm-hmm. But... Um, men's volleyball is not as big in, in college and so they were one of the few schools that has a more of a, a prominent team yeah. what school is this um ipfw indiana purdue at fort wayne um go macedons but uh they have a, a, a rich history with men's volleyball and through all of my connections with all that i ended up getting to meet a bunch of you know like former pros i got to play with a bunch of these people i got to meet Olympic athletes, you know, gold medalists, Mm. you know, growing up, my hero, the guy I wanted to be most like was Loy Ball, who Mm. was gold medalist setter on the 2008 Beijing team. And he was an alumni of that school that I went to. That's crazy. And his dad was the coach for forever. I got to work with the men's team for a year Uh under his dad. And that was awesome. Um, You know, and then I got to work with Loy for a summer camp one time. And got to know him. Like, we were on a first-name basis, which was insane to me. Yeah. You know, young Luke would have never imagined that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I met my hero. Yeah. And, like, that's crazy. Got to hold this gold medal. It's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, That's sweet. way cool. Um, yeah, little 14-year-old Luke got to hold the gold medal. <laughs> it's great. Um, but, um, yeah, like, I got to meet just a ton of great people. Got to work eventually on what was like the uh, initial phase of starting a pro league here mm. in the U.S. because that's not, we don't have a pro league here. Now we do, but mm. I got to work with like the initial phase of that. And like that was an awesome experience meeting a ton of other pro players and really great guys. And Like it's just, you know, something that like a lot of people would never expect. Yeah. Like, because I don't talk about it ever. No. It, none of it ever comes up in daily life anymore because no. I haven't touched a volleyball in three years. Yeah. Ever since really I moved out here. And, you know, it's just something that stays. Yeah. I remember undercover. when I first heard that you, when you, that you did that, you first mentioned, mentioned it to me that you had coached volleyball. And I was like, what? Like, it, it really threw me off a little bit. I was like, I did not see that at all. Yeah. Like when, when I tell people I coached NCAA Division One women's volleyball, they're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And then I left it all behind. Yeah. Just got up and left. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like, I almost got to go work at Notre Dame twice. That's cool. For their women's team. Yeah. And that would have been awesome. Uh-huh. You know, one of my mentors was the coach there and, and you know, he would have hired me if I wasn't so hesitant on 
staying in the career path. Yeah. But I, I wasn't sure if it was what I wanted to do full time. And sure enough, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I moved on from that. But like, I almost got to go work there. Like, it was a career that like you kind of bounce around and had opportunity to go to a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wasn't what I truly wanted, but it was a very rewarding 10 years of going through all that, you know, lessons learned with sports and all that stuff. And, you know, a lot of times like, we've talked about some things like we've learned through photos and stuff, but like I can pull a lot of those same lessons back yeah. from like the sports world. Yeah. Because like me, like, and this is just the way I work. Like I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. at heart like it's just who i am yeah and so like i can find a lot of different lessons and and you know explain them in ways that people can understand well yeah whether they're sports related or not um because like a couple of things we've talked about like i can give you an example in sports but then like but guess what this also applies to photos yeah yeah there's been a couple conversations we've had where it's yeah i'm, I'm like struggling with something and you're like hey man yeah and then coach luke comes out right yeah you know? and it's just something that yeah i don't know just part of my past yeah that i don't talk about yeah but it's there so. very cool very cool all right number two for you let's hear it actually before we do that we're gonna reset my oh, yeah. camera i don't think does yours need to be reset yes okay we have the wrong sony camera today so can't record full time nope all right your turn number two all right so it's another thing that a lot of people maybe don't know about me but i used to do um i worked as a painter Oh, like uh, like like Michelangelo. Yeah, like Da Vinci. Yeah. Oh, like those people. Like those people. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. No, Luke, um, not that cool. You weren't a Ninja Turtle. Is that I what was you're not a Ninja Turtle. Oh man, yeah, I, I got excited. For I know. A I, I give off like Ninja Turtle. Vibes. You do give off those vibes. So yeah, um, no, I worked as a uh, so I worked in a place called Rustica Hardware, um, where we did like custom finished doors and like different, um. Uh, I just, I'm blanking on the word, like cabinetry kind of stuff, you know, woodworking stuff. Um, and so I would do a lot of custom finishes where we're, I, and maybe this is like kind of why I got into photography or kind of maybe what led me into photography because it was a little bit more of a, a creative, like when you think of a painter, you think of like a house painter. It's like an artsy type It's like, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was a lot more of a like creative job than a just putting white on a wall, you know, um, we would take a door and then we would mix different stains with different paints and stuff and just make it look really cool. We would custom distress it and stuff like that. And Okay, so here's a question for you. Why does yeah. everything in this house right now not look awesome then? Well, because we don't have any time. Oh, that is a good answer. Yeah. I'll give you that one. But I have actually, you know what's funny? I have actually thought. Like with this table? With this table. Yeah, yeah redoing this table. I think it'd be super cool. Um, and maybe for our next location, we do that. Not a bad idea. I think it'd be cool. I was thinking about it today. So. HQ 2.0. Yep. Not a bad thought. Yep. So, yeah, I did that for, I don't know, six years. Worked in a wood shop for a little bit before that as well. And then um, had a chance to work with my dad, actually, in a metal shop for, like, I don't know, a year and a half. Where we both, he was running a uh, CNC laser machine. Big, giant. It, it would not fit in this room. It's so big. Big, giant laser cutting machine put a big sheet of metal in it would come down you know cut out little shapes and stuff and i learned how to totally run it like do all the uh the programming for it and everything and you know obviously all the maintenance and stuff like that but it, it's funny actually when i when i look back on things in my life like oh here's what i'm proud of you know different moments and stuff and that's one thing that i'm like yeah i learned a lot of stuff from my dad but like there's a lot of time too where like i spent really trying to teach myself how to run this giant machine that was like really complicated i mean you're it's a lot of program i don't even know how to describe it. it's a lot of it's a cnc machine you know it's there's a lot of computer stuff going on and i'm not always like the best with computer stuff so i don't know it was cool yeah but, so do you have like any personal things you've made like from all those like woodworking, you know what? the cnc stuff like yeah i actually i actually do um and i can't remember if it's one that my dad put together if i did i don't remember exactly but on my desk there's a uh a dinosaur skeleton yeah it's like a yep. t-rex skeleton made, made out of that? metal yeah yeah we, we used to make those oh that's sweet so you cut out the little puzzle pieces put them all together um well we we normally you don't typically weld them but like we took it to our welders had them like weld it together have them powder coat it and everything and um yeah i've got a couple little things like that little that's pretty neat trinkets around and yeah, it was a cool job. So I 
really gained a lot of really good skills yeah, from that. Like those skills are like good, just like life skills. Yeah. Like, you know, handyman almost. Yeah. Like not that you're going to be using a CNC machine all the time. Ever. Yeah. But it's like you understand like those kinds of processes and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, woodworking, like stuff happens at house. Like, yeah, hey, exactly. You can fix it up. You don't need to call someone. Yeah. It's funny, actually, I was talking to, um, um, I don't remember how we got on the topic, but I was talking to Carla yesterday about painting. And I was like, I don't know why, but a lot of people, like, they really hate painting. You know, I'm talking just like yeah, yeah. rolling like on roll, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I have no idea why. Like, I just, I put my headphones in. It's like therapeutic for me. Like, I, I can just zone out and I can paint a whole house and I, it's totally fine. I have no problem doing it. It's yeah. like my happy place. That's, that's bizarre, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said You got to get that checked out. Yeah, I probably do. <laughs> no, that's neat, though. I mean, I've tried, I've done a little bit of painting, but like not a ton. Yeah. But it is something that, like, I don't know. I, I don't mind it. Yeah. I don't like enjoy it, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I love it. I Part of me wants to do it, you know, just here and there, little custom things and stuff. But yeah, it's fun. And like I said, I gained a lot of really good skills from that so yeah they're good they're good definitely good skills to have like i've tried to do a little woodworking myself like i made like those picture frames oh yeah yeah you know that i have upstairs for my big ones and well you made a bunch of different things like the yeah piano i have bench but they're, and... they're like so, relatively simple yeah you know like the piano bench i just had board and screws like yeah nothing crazy it's done a True. little bit like joinery before but nothing crazy yeah but yeah it's a cool world like that whole woodworking space is neat like if it's... i had more time and a good space to do it. I'd love to do a ton more of that yeah. stuff. Like have a shop or something? Yeah, that'd be yeah, fun. That'd be cool. Maybe we can have a little bushwhacker wing of wood, wood, woodworking. Woodworking? Yeah. Bushwhacker. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hmm. We can teach it. Oh. Instead of just photography. Yeah, there we go. I like Teaching it. woodworking. I like it. And guitar. And guitar. And photos. And, yeah. A lot of other things. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Moving on, my second thing. And this one... I'm probably going to catch a little bit of slack for this one because I started out in the photo world, like a lot of people do, really liking Peter McKinnon. And my second fun fact is that I used to do magic tricks just like Peter McKinnon did. Mm. And now my hair is long just like Peter McKinnon's. And I, I promise you, all of this is unintentional. Yeah, I used to do magic tricks in high school, which, if I believe is correct, that was before Peter McKinnon got big on YouTube. That was way before Peter McKinnon. Because yeah. you graduated in 2013, so like too, this right? was way yeah. before. So yeah. I didn't do magic tricks because of McKinnon, mm -hmm. everyone. Okay, so don't give me that. Like I learned it because I thought it was cool. Yeah, and I was cool. It's so cool for sure. <laughs> but like I used to do magic tricks, which again, very Peter McKinney. Yeah. Peter McKinney like thing to do mm -hmm. but like it's kind of fun because like I can watch a lot of like card trick videos or even just regular like I don't know illusion stuff mm -hmm. and I know how it's done yeah because I dove into that world yeah like if I watch David Blaine do card tricks in the street I know how almost every single one of those is done yeah and there was a time where I could do them which is it's crazy cool. to think about yeah. almost, right? It's like, yeah, I could do all that. Yeah. You know, I didn't like have quite like the same kind of like like charisma and stuff like someone like he does because mm -hmm. he is a professional. Yeah. But I used to be able to do a ton of different card tricks and other random things, um, you know, and I can't quite do them anymore because mm -hmm. I don't practice them. Like there's only a handful that I can do. And even those like I'm close to like giving away. Yeah. Like I'm really close to not doing it right yeah but like i know there's one that i did to you a while back yeah yeah like and this oh is kind of like out and there's a couple i think i've done with you yeah and they just kind of like out of nowhere like go to you i'm like hey check this out yeah and, and like you're just like wait what yeah <laughs> they kind of make me mad yeah like they kind of annoy me a little yeah. bit and i only <laughs> do I can't and, figure them out and i only do it for it once yeah and then i know like um the first time i did that the main one i can think of the two card money mm -hmm. um i did that to you and then relatively soon after I also did to Patricia yeah and she had the same reaction she's like wait what yeah, and yeah. It, but that's a really good one though like that's a prime trick yeah so that's I remembered that one it's, but, yeah. but yeah like it's just it's it's another one of these funny things that I find myself having done in the past that 
right now, especially oddly aligns myself with Peter McKinnon. Yeah. Unintentional. Yeah. But it is what it is. You're such a wannabe. I am. Yeah. You know, just trying to be like him. I know. Got the cannon, got the hair. Yeah. I don't have the tats. No. The tats aren't going to come. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Peter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I used to do magic tricks. I was a magician. Not a great one, but <laughs> but I know a lot of magic stuff, which is it's fun. Yeah, I could talk about color changes and palms and all that stuff. Yeah, I like. Oof, that's a I know nothing about that. Yeah, and like even some of like the tricks that like Peter's done on his channel, mm-hmm. like I know how to do those. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know like a lot of that stuff. Huh? Again, like uh, any even like not the tricks, but like just like the flourishes and stuff he does. Yeah. Like. At one point, I could do that. The little, like... Yeah, yeah, at one point, I could do that. That's so cool. But I can't because I'm just not... I stopped doing yeah. all of it. You know what's funny? Actually, here, give me one. I... So, a couple years ago, and I started doing this because I had seen him doing the little card yeah, things, yeah, whatever, yeah. but I picked up this habit because I was just bored in a class. Yeah. I went out to San Francisco for an army thing for a month, and I was just pretty much bored the entire time we weren't allowed to leave which was lame and so i just spent a lot of time just by myself so i started to teach myself how to like spin my phone in my hand and stuff and, oh yeah you know a lot of those very peter mckinney kind of magic trick yeah moves and stuff yeah. yeah so yeah but that was I, that was because uh, i saw yeah. i saw yeah. peter mckinney again i did all this stuff years before i even knew who peter was yeah before i picked up a camera yeah, that's crazy. I was 17, 18 at the time. This is 10 years ago. Yeah. So you might be able to say I was the first Peter McKinnon. Ooh, but yeah. not really because he was doing that stuff too at the time. That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah. So I'm a Peter McKinnon wannabe in more ways than one. Yeah. But is what it is. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to our last fun facts about us. Yeah. End this episode up. But first we're going to just reset our camera so we know we're good. Not have any issues here. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to give it off to you for the last fun fact about Chandler hmm. Garrick. Let's see if I can think of one. I wasn't prepared for a fourth. Dude, I told you we needed three individuals in the shared. I know. He's never doing know, this right. I'm not prepared. I do have a good one, though, um, just because it affected a lot of my my upbringing and just kind of how I, um, maybe uh, who I am as a person now. Um and it, it's maybe not so much of a fact about so much about me, but it, it, it is a fact about my life. Um, so my mom is, so she has muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's just, there's a lot of different types of it. Basically, it's just long, you know, easy way of saying it, like your muscles just don't react to, you know, being used. You know, like your brain says like, hey, move, and they don't move. Um a lot of different forms of it. So she has muscular dystrophy. So she is confined to a wheelchair. Um, and growing up with my mom being in a wheelchair kind of leads to a lot of different experiences that a lot of different people, you know, a lot of people, most people don't have. Um, and it kind of changes your outlook a little bit on life, makes you appreciate a lot of a lot of things. But um, I would say that I am the person that I am today because of my mom and I think a lot of the things that I have been able to experience and learn from seeing how she is in a wheelchair and you know like that's a hard thing but like she's always had a great attitude about it like she's never been like oh this is keeping me down and stuff and I think that's just bit that's just been a really cool example to have my whole life um like there's nothing that can keep me down kind of thing like I can be confined to a wheelchair and I can still have a great fulfilling life Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of different things like learning how to take care of different people and interact with people who have, you know, disabilities or things like that. And which it's kind of funny because Carly's dad is a paraplegic. He's also in a wheelchair. And so it's just, it's it's kind of a funny thing that like we can connect on, but it changes both of our, our lives a lot, you know? Um, like when we're like, for example, last night we were, we were out with my parents and, um, you know, we have to think so much about like different parking stuff and you know things places that are handicap accessible and, and whatnot and um it, it just really makes me like take a step back and think about like how much i have 
and how like privileged I am, I guess, you know? Um, and it's really just affected me, like my attitude in life. And like I said, just my outlook. So like yeah. I could have it so much worse. No, and I'm not saying my mom has it horrible cause she has a great attitude about that. Cause a lot of people probably wouldn't, you know, if you're stuck to a wheelchair your whole life, but my mom has always been a great example of how to have an awesome attitude in that kind of a situation. Um, and yeah, I just think it's been really cool. Like I said, that's not so much a fact about me so much, but it is a fact about my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I hate to say like, that's awesome. Cause yeah. Yeah. You know, the context is weird. Like, yeah, if yeah, I say yeah. that, but like, it's, it's awesome. Like that, that has affected you like that. Yeah. And obviously like shout out to mama Garrick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's very respectable and great that you can push through things like that in yeah. your life with positive attitude and, and show that kind of an example to others. Yeah. Like that's, that's very respectable and honorable. Yeah. And something is, we should all strive to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it it is funny too. Cause like, you know, growing up when we were really little, um, there were some people who made comments to her about like, how are you going to be a good mom if you're stuck in a wood? Like you can't feed your kids. You can't help them with stuff. And it's like, that doesn't matter at all. You can still be a, I, I think my mom's, the best mom in the planet. You know, obviously I'm totally biased. Yeah. But like, I, I really do believe that, you know, my mom is the best mom on the planet and she, you know, never once was able to like put physically put dinner on the table, but she always made sure that like the money was there for it. And she always yeah. made sure that like we were taken care of just because you can't do it physically doesn't mean you still can't do it. Yeah. Like there's so, workarounds. Yeah. Like for everything. Exactly. You can always figure out a better way to, to do things, be a better parent, anything like that. Yeah. And like, if it means anything, Mama Garrick, I think you did a good job raising Chandler. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to give him any credit, but I'm happy to give you credit. Yeah. Even though I haven't even met your mom yet. Yeah, that's true. You haven't. Yeah. yeah. And probably because you know, she can't come to the house because like, we have steps we that have come steps, up. Yeah. Like, so, you know. Which was something. It was funny. Yeah. Actually, when we moved here, it was something that I thought about. Like, oh, my mom wouldn't be able to come into the house. Yeah. So. Yeah. I haven't even met her yet. Yeah. And, and uh, we've known each other for about a year and a half. Yeah. You know, I'm not that I think she would approve of. My hair and, and facial hair choices, <laughs> considering what I've, you know, she tells you that your hair is too long. I can't yeah. imagine what she'd say about me. That's true. Mama Garrick, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be fun to actually get to meet her at yeah. some point. Yeah, she's cool. She's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Fun well, fact great. about my life. Great story. So. I love it. Yeah. So, final thing for this episode, fun fact about me. And this is definitely one that uh, I don't think a lot of people would ever see coming. I did not see this coming when you when Be- I first found this Because out. the way I interact with people, especially when we're out having fun and stuff, you would never guess this no. about me. No. Because you typically assume other things about people who, I guess, possess this. But I have a, I have two degrees from college, mm-hmm. an undergrad and a master's. My undergrad degree is in math. Which is so weird. Specifically statistics. Yeah. I'm a math nerd, which, again, a lot of people yeah. would never guess. Which, it is funny, you know, looking back now that we've been doing, working on Bushwhackers for a year and a half, and seeing the different ways that we run our processes and stuff, and how everything works, and just, like, learning how learning how your brain works. Like, oh, like everything you do is revolved around math. It makes sense. We had a whole conversation about this one night about how, like, the philosophy of the math. philosophy of math. It was which awesome. Is, what was what that kind a of a com- conversation is that? Yeah, was that a conversation you ever thought you'd have? I didn't know that was even a conversation that was possible of having. There you go. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, but yeah, like it's having a math every time that I tell like people ask, oh, like what'd you go to school for? I say math, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a, a professor I had in Calc three in college that he he would always use this as a joke, and, and I've started doing it too. You know, he's out somewhere and getting his haircut or something. No, you're getting your haircut in the shop, and the the stylist usually wants to talk to you, mm-hmm. a little conversation, and they ask he, they would ask him like what he did. And he's like, I'm a math professor, and they'd be like, Oh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, and the conversation would stop right there, and I'd be like, Yep. It's a good conversation starter. Yeah. And so now, now I use that too. It's like whenever I tell people like, oh, I have a math degree, they're like, oh, I'm like, yeah, 
great conversation starter. Yeah. It's like, how do you relate with that? Yeah. Like Everybody no, hates math. I no hate one, math. No one likes math. No. Except for people like me. Yeah. I think it's amazing. There's I think Not very many of you. Yeah. I think math can, can teach you so much about life. You know, like we had that conversation about, you know, how math and statistics has affected like my personal philosophy, the mm-hmm. way I view the world and how to train, get better, all that stuff. And like a lot of people don't understand that yeah, because they don't expose themselves to enough of math mm-hmm. to get to that point. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just the way I function. Yeah. You know, but again, a lot of people would never guess that. Yeah, no. Because, it is, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you know, you say that, it's It's funny. I, like, I never really did good at math in high school and stuff, and then I went to math in college, and I had to take one of those math classes that, like, you had to take to actually, like, qualify to take the actual math courses in college, and, like, I failed that class. It's the only math, it's the only class I've ever failed in my life. Um, You know, I was a, what was it, like, a 3.9 student, or 3.7 GPA student. All or A's, like, but math. Yeah, all A's, yeah. And then, like, I got to college, and I got into that math class, and I was like, I, I hate this with every ounce of my being. It's, I just cannot do it. Hate it. Yeah. And now you're like. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, I took to math really well yeah. early on, and it was always my favorite class. Yeah. And it, probably because, you know, I was good at it. Yeah. You know, that's why you like a lot of things, because you're good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just stuck with me, and I end up. You know, getting a degree mm-hmm. in it. And then my master's is an MBA. Yeah. So business, like high-end business stuff, um, and with a specific concentration in data analytics. Yeah. Which plays right into the statistics thing. Yeah. But, like, my whole collegiate career was focused around numbers. Yeah. You know, I coach, like, my, one of my roles with coaching was, like, my primary statistician, and I would use all that data to, you know, predict outcomes and stuff like i ran simulation i set up my own simulation programs yeah to run seasons of our league to figure out like how teams could do if they did better in these stats and those stats yeah that's my world yeah like i can get engrossed in that stuff for days i i sometimes wish people could see some of the nitty-gritty of bushwhackers and it's just like excel sheets and like spread it's yeah it's very data driven like i'm very good with excel yeah, I know some coding. Yeah, primarily like R, but mm-hmm. like a lot of the the data and math driven stuff. Like, I just thrive. Yeah, in those fields, which is so funny. Yeah, but yeah, you couldn't tell because like every time we go out, like I'm pretty laid back, and I'd like to think I'm chill and yeah, somewhat funny or you try to be funny. You don't give off. I have a degree in math. Yeah, yeah. Vibes. I don't come off as like, oh, I'm a bright guy. Yeah, like I'm smart. Yeah, but here I am. What's it's- up? so but yeah that's 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 what i got for my third one cool math guy math nerd yeah we can we can talk more about math sometime if anyone wants to talk about math i'm always gay you've you've definitely kind of instilled a little bit of an appreciation yeah like i i still refuse to learn equations but they're like the way that i've heard you talk about it it, it has kind of like affected the way that I think about the certain things, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think that's like maybe an overarching theme about maybe this whole episode. It's like you yeah. start learning new things about other people. And, you know, in our case, math has been maybe the biggest one. Yeah. Best example. Like you start learning all these new things and it gives you an appreciation for where other people come from. Yeah. For life itself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you see the world in new ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, that's a really good thing. It's yeah. something that you should always be trying to do and strive for. Um, obviously, you know, we don't go out on a hike and I say, hey, uh, what is your opinion on E equals MC squared? Like, no one. Nobody I mean, that's did. physics, but yeah, which I majored in for a while. Um, but, like, you know, we're not going to have those conversations. Yeah, no. But, you know, you can learn about, you can learn things about people and about their histories, backgrounds. That yeah. Will, will help you. Relate to them more, yeah, and and help strengthen a lot of the relationships that you know you build with people. Yeah, we we have so many people that we have connected with over the last year mm-hmm. that you know everyone has a different story, yeah, different background that we have to learn. And you know, obviously, we're not getting to hang out with them all the time, but you 
and have to try to poke around a little bit and yeah, pull yeah. some of those things out. And that's the thing is that, like all those experiences and stuff, like all the stuff that we shared today on this episode was like, you know, from from music stuff to whether it's coaching, being in the army, like all this stuff really builds up to make us the people that we are today. Like all of these different experiences taught us so many different things about life. And I think one thing that's pretty common about you and I is both of us are pretty good about being, you know, lifelong learners, you know, like we're both always trying to learn new things and stuff. And I think that that approach to life and not ever totally settling for anything is just, I think that's what's maybe gotten us to the point we're at today and made us the people that we are today. Yeah, absolutely. It's 100% it. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to end the episode. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, because this will definitely be on the podcast channel, easy to listen to because there's no visuals, um, go check us out on all major podcasting platforms. Mm -hmm. We're there. Go find us, Bushwhackers. Um, But we're also here on YouTube as well. Mm Mm-hmm. so be sure to subscribe to our channel and then like this video as well. And, and maybe leave a little comment, you know, if there's a little joke or something you can add to the conversation about things that we mentioned. Or honestly, if you just want to share something about yourself. Yeah. If you need help with your math homework. If if you need help with your math homework, I got you. Yeah. You know? It's all here for you. Personal tutor. There you go. Which I served that role for many of our players in college. So did that too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, we'd love to connect with you more. You know, we thought this would be a great way to send off the space. Yeah. And just get us moving into into summer again. Any episode you hear from now going forward that looks like this, this was, it was pre recorded. So mm-hmm. if dates or anything like that changes, please bear with us. Yeah. We're just trying to make sure we can get you guys content. Yep. So exactly. Well, with that, I think we say goodbye. To HQ. Yep. This is it. This is it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry too. Oh my God. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.